Welcome to My Crazy Office Podcast with the authors of Working With You Is Killing Me, Working For You Isn't Working For Me, and Mean Girls At Work. Kathy Elster and Katherine Crowley. They are committed to creating world peace, one crazy office at a time. And now, here are Kathy and Katherine. Hey everyone, I'm Kathy Elster. And I'm Katherine Crowley, and welcome to My Crazy Office. So today we're going to discuss a common phenomena, why some people who know they need to leave their jobs just can't. We'll start with a question from someone who works in a horrible situation, but can take steps to find a better job. We'll consider what steps people, people need from leaving bad situations and how to coax yourself forward. Wow, this is such an important topic yeah. to explore. And it's one that people, I think, often can't talk about because it's embarrassing, right? If they are always complaining about a job and can't get out. I hope more people will send questions like this to info at mycrazyoffice.co. So here's the question. I have a job at a very prominent organization. The company is a household name, but they treat their employees horribly. I've worked here for two and a half years. For the past year and a half, I've been promised a promotion. But each quarter, they tell me how I need to accomplish just one more thing. It's like a moving target. The other day, one of my coworkers confronted me and said, they're never going to promote you. I've seen this before, and they're leading you on indefinitely. When mm -hmm. I heard this, I knew it was true. Still, I have a hard time leaving. What do I do? You know, I think first we have to address why people have a hard time leaving because, yes. you know, it, it's, that's something that I, 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 that baffles me. And I have a client now we're working on probably a good five years of getting her out. Yeah. You know, she could retire. She's at the end of her career. And I think that plays into it. But I had a lot of clients that just don't, they're afraid to leave. So yeah. let's talk about that. Like what, what gets in the way? Yeah. I mean, I'm, Unfortunately, I think the biggest obstacle is oneself. Yeah. And usually in the form of self-esteem and not feeling, especially in this kind of situation, perhaps in your client situation, you know, when you aren't appreciated or when you are undervalued, you begin to fear. Yeah. This is the best you can do. Yeah. That you're lucky to have this job and they're only keeping you on because for, they have to, for some reason. Yeah. And unfortunately, even if you rationally know you deserve better and you rationally have people offering you jobs yeah. on core in your emotional brain, you just don't think good things are awaiting you. So you have these core beliefs that yes. prevent you from just picking up and leaving. Yeah. Yeah. And often they go way back. Um, Kathy, you know, one of my favorite sayings is if you're feeling hysterical, it's often historical. Well, yeah. the, the one client that I was working with who was in a very abusive situation, she later told me about a, a, a home situation where she brought a fellow home to the house and the father said, oh my gosh, I can't believe he's dating you. You're so fat. Oh, and then I realized like, wow, it's not, you don't have to really make too many theoretical jumps to understand why this person can't imagine being wanted both personally and professionally outside of her current situation. Yeah. 
Right. So there's things that beat us down that we just think maybe are normal. Right. They're holding us back. Right. They make imprints on the brain, you know, certain beliefs, as you say, or certain recurring messages. Mm. It might be you're, you're not smart or you're not worth it, or you're lucky if anyone wants you. Yeah. It's all about feeling as if you are um, in a, in a weird way, kind of lovable or valuable outside uh, sources. And that's part of what allows you to tolerate very intolerable situations for long periods of time. Mm. Yeah. So you must uh, have familiarity with being mistreated like that. Exactly. Okay. You know, you've normalized it. That's right. And you probably have sort of a battered self-confidence, maybe a poor self-image. Right. Maybe a fear of no future once you leave there because you don't know, you know, like saying goodbye to the devil. You do know where is the devil? I don't know. That's right. Yeah. And then there's the time invested part. You know, this keeps people in all kinds of bad relationships. You think, okay, I've been here three years, four years, five years, 10 years. How could I leave? I put so much time in, but do I just say that 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 time doesn't count? You know, somehow in the brain, it becomes this jumble of, I can't, I put too much time and I can't leave now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get that, but I hear you. And I believe that people (laughs) think that, (laughs) I mean, I believe that, um, you know, I have another client who really doesn't have a seat at the table anymore and, uh, but yet doesn't quite know where to go, you know, cause she's had a really sweet situation. Yeah. And, um, and that's a tough one too, that, you know, you know, you should leave, but where do I, where am I going? That's you know, right. That has to get sorted out for a lot of people because you just don't want to go to go, you know, I mean, right. there are people that do, but uh, for these kinds of people, they want to have a more of a clear path. That's right. So yes. And I would say if you're someone who can't leave, Um, or knows that you need to leave, you know that you need to leave and you can't, the smartest thing is to enroll a professional's help, right? In your case, you are helping this person map out, like what is it that you would want next? And that too can be hard to envision. Mm -hmm. Again, if you don't really think anyone or any situation is going to want you. So you have to kind of coax yourself or get the support of a professional to envision something better, you know, what would it look like? And sometimes assessments can help with that too, because they're they're data driven, right? So it's nothing personal. So it can show, reveal what your strongest interests are, maybe what things you feel most confident in, but you definitely need the outside support Mm -hmm. of other resources because internally you're, I think, unfortunately, I think the emotional brain will just keep telling you there's no there's nothing out there for you. Interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, I think you have to take baby steps. Absolutely. You know, so just make sure your resume is up to date and that could be a hard one, but, you know, just make sure your current job is on it because you may get a recruiter call, you know? Yes. So you want that update. Another thing you could do is update your LinkedIn, make sure that that's current. Many people ignore their LinkedIn. They don't think that it has any value. And the truth is recruiters comb 
LinkedIn. That's and right. Many people who keep theirs very current and active get a lot of calls. Yes. So that's just, that's another thing you could do. Um, you could just go to, if you see any kind of a talk on job search, you know, uh, or you could just start looking a little bit, you know, just one yeah. night take start looking somewhere, whether it's on LinkedIn or indeed, just see if there's anything out there. Or yes. maybe even in your own organization, they, you may be able to transfer. Yes. And I think the other thing you can do is look for partners in crime. You know, yeah. if you, I remember you and I both worked with an organization where the leader was literally verbally abusive to a good number of the employees. And two of them became kind of buddies, action buddies. They would meet outside of work in a cafe for an hour at a time and work on their resumes and show them to each other because they both understood how scary it was to try yeah. to leave this place yeah. and how and how battered they felt in terms of their confidence. And so they were really able to support one another to move forward because that's the big thing is there's a tendency to freeze mm -hmm. or stall or even just completely avoid taking action at all. Yeah. Yeah. So I like that idea of get a buddy, somebody yeah. who supports you, somebody who's not a professional, but a family member or another colleague who's looking for a job. I think that's a really good idea. Um, and whatever you're feeling, you know, I have another client who doesn't want to leave the clients. She feels that the clients really count on her, but yeah. you know, your next position, they're probably going to count on you there also. Yes. Know? And it's, you know, you're in your industry. Um, you're not going to change industries at this point. So yeah. I don't think that you're leaving that behind you, but you, you're still going to service them. Right. So, you know, I think, you know, one has to really look deep into, well, what is it that's holding me back? Yes. And, and try to resolve that. So whether you have a coach or you have a therapist, I think it's time to figure that out because if you're in a job and it's gone on for a long time that you've wanted to go, but yet you haven't taken the steps and you haven't even interviewed. Yes. It is time to look into this and see what's going on. Another thing is, you know, have some lunches with people, with colleagues, like just yes. get out of your comfort zone. And the more stories you hear about what other people are doing, the more energizing it is. Yes, absolutely. I think the other thing to consider is, is there one, you talked about baby steps, which is such a great way to look at it. And is there one thing about yourself that you could work on and improve that would make all the difference for you? You know, um, if it's appearance, if it's wardrobe, is if it's... Um, feeling like you said, your LinkedIn profile. And with that, to be willing, another part of this, I think, is a, is a fear of being visible. Mm -hmm. So can you take small steps to make yourself more visible? And you mentioned, right. Kathy, even the notion of going to an industry event, you know, which maybe normally you haven't gone for a while, could make a big difference yeah, for your sense of connection, because that's yeah. the other part. When you're in these insular environments that are giving you the message that you're no good, you need to break that isolation. Yeah, and be in the company of people who can see your value. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. So if you work in an organization where they they're actually abusing you or hurting your reputation. Um, that could also prevent you from leaving because you don't feel good about yourself. Right. That, you really do have to leave a situation like that. 
that's yeah, it's imperative that you leave. Anyway, I don't want to make it sound like the grass is always greener on the other side because sometimes it's not, but sometimes it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the, the beauty of if you work with someone and we talk about this in working with you, it's killing me in the corporate culture chapter. You know, if you work with a professional, you can help get the help to identify what would be a better, healthier environment for you. Because unfortunately, we are also attracted sometimes to the wrong kind of environment. Yeah. I just spoke to someone the other day who was saying her biggest regret is that she's held on too long, yeah. both jobs and to relationships. And so one of the things that we're talking about is, well, what would be indicators that, that it would be a better you know, environment for you? And she was able to say, well, at least it would be an, a we culture rather than an I culture. And that's a great indicator. Like, okay, if you can spot that, then when you go yeah. in for an interview, that will help you yeah. make a decision, a better decision on your home behalf, because that's the other piece is you may not trust yourself to make the, a good next decision. Right. So you do nothing. Exactly. Okay. Baby steps. Yes. That's the message. Um, and also get some psychological help. I think that that's what's called for here. So that's it for this podcast. If you have any further comments or thoughts on this topic, tweet us at AskK2 and also follow us on Instagram at MyCrazyOffice. If you want to subscribe to our podcast, go to MyCrazyOffice on our website and hit the subscribe button. Finally, don't forget to send your questions and stories to info at MyCrazyOffice.co. My Crazy Office is produced in New York City at K-Squared Studios. Stay crazy.